Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Better Together podcast and hangout session with me, Maggie, Jen, and we are blessed to have Laura back with us today. We're really excited about today's conversation. It is a little bit of a mix of things that are our own story with our wellness journeys. It's going to be a little bit of a teaser for the next challenge that we have that we're brewing up for you all in the With God Wellness platform. And I'm also just talking about a topic that specifically for the women that we really find ourselves supporting through With God Wellness, that would be a a topic that would be really supportive for all of you. So we're hoping that sharing that with you all encourages you and just gives you something something new to learn and get to know our own stories a little bit more. So like we always like to do in the beginning of our podcast, we just want to welcome God into this time and start us off with a little bit of a prayer. So Laura, would you pray for us as we um, start our conversation? I would love to. I just thank you again for this community, for space to come together and your presence here as we talk and consider lots of topics and how you work through um, not just spirit, but also our physical uh, well-being. So Thank you. Please bless this time and this conversation. Amen. 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 Thanks. So we are talking about strength today. So as we start to just kick off that topic, I would love to hear from you guys just about um, basically like what's your background with strength? What, why are you passionate about this topic um, and things like that? So this is Laura, and I was introduced to strength training probably, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, maybe, and was cardio junkie. I was a runner and just really into cardio, love cardio. And I had a trainer say, you probably should do some lifting too. <laughs> and then reluctantly went into the weight room and then thought, oh, this is kind of fun. I do like this and could see just the benefit and results and just enjoyed being there with that group. So that's kind of where my introduction to strength training started in my personal wellness journey. And then eventually I became a trainer and it's for me, evolved over time. I think at one point it was just the weights and the physical piece of it, and then has evolved over just seasons of life. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. And when you say that you were reluctant in the beginning, like to go into the weight room or whatever, could you share about why that was? Like, did you have specific, like, what were you specifically reluctant about, if you remember? <laughs> Yeah, good question. I think part of it was probably just not familiar with the actual weight room. I mean, I'd done some like dumbbell training and circuit classes and things Mm -hmm. like that, typically weights. So getting to know Mm -hmm. the weight felt a little unfamiliar. And I think I probably also had some of those notions of I don't want to be, I don't want to be like a big beefy muscular, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. Totally. That was my perception. And I also just really loved the the physical reward of cardio. And so I think I was just stuck in that space 
Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that because I do think that is an extremely common point of view. Specifically, I'm surprised by how many women I talk to that feel um, afraid of getting bulky if they start a strength training program. And just like the, yeah, like, I don't want to necessarily call it a misunderstanding. I mean, I think it is, but I more think it's a lack of education about our own Mm -hmm. bodies, which is like wild. I think there's so many things like that when it comes to women's health. Like I'm, I'm always surprised how often we, how little we often understand of our own bodies. And so I, I know we'll dig into that a little bit more, but I appreciate you sharing that because I think anyone that would see any of the three of us, honestly, would, would see that like, even though we all three lift consistently that yeah it, not, none of us are like really really bulky and so I think it's it's yeah continuing to share about that experience of of why that is and everything so I'll be excited to dig into that so it's a little teaser for what's to come but I mm-hmm. appreciate you sharing sharing that so yeah. what about what about you Jen I was always an athlete, so I played volleyball since early middle school. And so once I got further into kind of the serious side of volleyball, you know, the coaches started putting us in the weight room, right, to Mm -hmm. uh, lift. And so it was more of that kind of supporting my sport. And so I didn't really probably internalize what that benefit was at the time. I just went along with what the coaches told us to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I played in college and that was, again, more of a focus as we get into Mm -hmm. that kind of stage of the game. And then when I got out into the real world, injuries, I think, are really what started sending me in the direction of strength. And Mm -hmm. I started seeing more PTs and kind of navigating what – my body was doing. Yoga came very easy uh, because I am pretty bendy naturally. And what I started noticing is when I went to PTs, we strengthened. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing a trend here. And so Mm -hmm. then I started getting really curious. And then just my nerdy side, I have a degree in kinesiology. And so, you know, I have this passion and, and, you know, a a background in the body. and. So it, what I think really transpired is I started wanting to know, to know more. Why, why is this the case? Especially like when we have areas of our body are just, you know, in discomfort and why are PTs uh, leaning more into strength? And so I ended up getting my 300 hour in long ago in biomechanics and Jules Mitchell, my mentor, my teacher, she, that, that was really the crux is mm-hmm. she was bringing this idea into the yoga world of the connection, the stabilization, the, how that affects our tissues, uh, because she really went into her biomechanics with this question, what is stretching? Like what is mm-hmm. stretching and how does it affect our tissues and what do we want to do with it? And so anyway, that I think really snowballed into me developing a passion for strength and leaning into it and making sure that it's just a priority in my life. And it makes That's me feel great. better. I feel better. 
when yeah. I feel strong and I'm doing the things that I think my body needs to feel that stability. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's great. I'm looking, yeah, I think again, I'm looking forward to digging in a little bit more into that too, because I think that is another question that I hear a lot is just like, how do you find out, you know, what works best for you and what level you should be at? So uh, we will dig into that as well, but let's start from specifically just like zooming out for some of those that might be newer to strength training or are curious about it, but reluctant, like you might've been Laura and things. And let's just start by talking about what do we mean when we say strength, like what actually is strength? Um, And then, you know, what does it look like and, and all of that. So let's dig into that. Yeah. So we, Jen and I have been kind of talking back and forth about this and it's interesting to consider what is strength and think about just what does that mean for me? So I did a little searching and one definition that came up from the NASM defines strength as the ability of the neuromuscular system to produce internal tension in the muscles and connective tissues that pull on the bones to overcome an external force or external load. So that's kind of the, the technical mm-hmm. definition of mm-hmm. strength. And I think it's nice. that doing, we're taking weights and we're putting load on our muscles and connective tissues. And then we're working against that to build stronger muscles and tissue mm-hmm. bones. Yeah. Love it. That's great. That's like a nice, uh, very clean definition. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, that clear cut of an answer. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> but I think that's a good, that's a good framework to start with. And, and specifically in the context of, of what we're talking about and the benefits we'll, we'll get into and all of that. So I think that, I think that's good. Jen, Jen did you have anything like that you personally wanted to add of like what that means to you or looks like to you? Or I know no, you're I my, think- you're, you're my big researcher. Friend, so I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The nerd, the nerdy friend. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. It's a, that's a great place to start from because I think like Laura said, gosh, so many bunny trails we can take, mm-hmm. right? So uh, what's body weight strengthening versus adding mm-hmm. that resistance of a weight, a plate, a bar, you know, something like that. And and how do you know? And when do you take that leap? And so I think it's a perfect place to start from. So what would you say it, it like specifically looks like? Because like, yeah, would you say that it always like if I'm kind of envisioning the difference between, you know, body weight versus external load. So would mm-hmm. you say both of those apply or yeah, do you want to dig into that a little bit of what does it actually look like in a practical or a, you know, day-to-day sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. So I think to me, it depends. It's like with anything we ever talk about, it's like, well, we can't say clear cut for every single person. This is what it is. Things I think body weight is enough load to build strength. And it might be for somebody who's just beginning, or it might be a specific muscle group you're working on, or it might just be what you have access to. So body weight can be a great way to do that. But I think also, and being open to adding some type of extra. Good. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. There's this tipping point 
right? So you're using body weight and it does offer a really great place to start, especially like Laura was saying, how can I feel confident, efficient, and just kind of supported as I'm learning how to do a squat, how I'm learning to do a push-up, um, you know, all of these things. And so then from there, we add weight, we add variation, we have novelty, right? Because we want to support our body in all of these different ways. Because like I have said, like so many times people kind of get sick of me saying it, but hey, life happens in all of the ways, right? And so we want to support our body in all of these different functional kind of as we live life ways. Um, and that's looking for all of these different kind of possibilities that we have with our bodies and getting strong in all of them. That's good. That's really good. That's a great kind of intro into some of the, the benefits of doing this type of work, right? Because the idea, it's very similar to where I feel like you see yoga itself going, where you're starting to hear people use more verbiage, like this is functional yoga. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, well, I think it was kind of always functional, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? And I think, I think what people are trying to mean is we're going to do movements that will then support you off the mat and in your everyday life. And that's why I feel like it was always functional because right. <laughs> it was already doing that. But I get what you're saying because now modern life looks different. And so you need, maybe need to change up some of the movements you know, to be more quote unquote functional in the terms of modern day life. So I right. think obviously, yes, strength training does that exact same thing as well. And so let's talk about some of the specific, you know, it, that what's like, why is it important to do this specifically speaking as a woman? And then uh, what are some of the specific benefits that we could see um, in our lives and our bodies as, as women? Yeah, I, I agree. A quick little personal story as far as like how the movement can translate into your life. I just thought just this came up recently. And I think if you take one of the bar fusion classes, you'll hear me talk about it. <laughs> so Yay. laundry room kind of explodes. And I was walking into the laundry room to try to change the wash from washer to dryer and took and had to take like a weird step over like the piles of clothes. And then I found myself in like this single leg deadlift position or warrior three type. <laughs> yep. Oh, and it was translating. I'm like, Oh, it's a good thing I do this, you know, on for practice because otherwise this could be really awkward and uncomfortable. So yeah, that's good. Like that. You just never know where you're going to find yourself physically. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you start to think about that versus just in the class, but when you're out moving your body in your life, you're like, oh, and start making those connections. It's kind of fun to see. Yep. Oh, I was doing yeah. that. I can tell yes. I'm doing that and it feels good. Yeah, yep. that's good. I even think about Graham and I, my husband and I were talking yesterday just about, you know, how we can continue to support people and everything. And we were talking about how basically just like this message that I think people are really starting to like allow to root into their minds finally is kind of like the idea of if, if you don't make time for your wellness now, you're going to be forced to make time for illness later. 
And I think it's like the exact same thing with strength training and stuff like that, where it's like, if you are, if you don't do this work now, like you're going to find yourself injured in some way. It could literally just be like you stepped off the curb weird and you like rolled your ankle, you know what I mean? And it's like, Hey, actually doing like one-legged standing things helps your ankle stability and, you know, strengthens those muscles and challenging your balance on a yoga mat will translate into better stability when you take weird steps and stuff. And so I think it's that exact same, yeah, same idea. So yeah, that's good. What about other like specific benefits that we could see, especially um, as we're aging, all three of us are different ages and in different stages of life. And, you know, hormones are different, certain different stages of life and things. So like, what about that type of stuff as well? Well, I, you know, I do think it's, it's just a natural thing, right? As we get older, we repair a little slower, we recover a little slower, our biochemistry uh, changes and things are produced a little bit uh, slower. And that's just our natural design. You know, research does show us that muscle mass decreases about three to 8% per decade after 30. And, you know, this is kind of an inevitable kind of natural process of us being humans. But when we can counter that, work against that, that can kind of work against that natural process to some degree, right? So I really do think, and Maggie, exactly like you just said, building muscle, feeling that stability and that strength so that you can live life and move with freedom and feel confident, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, If I stop moving up and down stairs, I'm going to stop being able to move up and down stairs. Right. And building muscle is one of the best investments we can do for that longevity, Mm -hmm. right? To prevent falls, to feel stable, to feel confident that you can get up and down off the floor to hang out with your grandkids, you know, whatever it is that you want to do that's important to you. And then you fuel into that with your movement practice. That was exactly what I was thinking too, is one of the major benefits is that more confidence living out Mm -hmm life, being able to do the things that you really want to do. And I think thinking of that, often what I hear from um, women who are maybe like 55 plus, I would say, there's this mentality of, well, I am losing muscle and I'm past the point of being able to build my, my body won't do that anymore. I can't build mm-hmm. muscle. And that's Mm-mm. just, that's just not, not true. true. Yeah who might be listening, who are maybe thinking in that same, it's too late and past. It's just not, Mm -hmm. you can and find a professional would be a suggestion to help you get started and Mm -hmm. know that your body will, will be happy. It will thank it will thank you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, that's, that's so good. I think it's definitely a message of hope, you know, like we always want to provide here. I'm, I'm always like, no, it is like literally never too late. (laughs) Like there's always even little things that you can do no matter what stage you're in that will at least support your body. And Jenny always do an amazing job and teach a specific course on like the resiliency of Mm -hmm. the body and everything. And so I think that shift of narrative in the way we speak to 
ourselves and regard our bodies is a super important aspect of the strength conversation because I think, yeah, I mean, if you're saying that message to yourself, instead of just like, no, I am strong, my body is resilient, like that actually makes makes a big difference. It seems silly, and it seems like it wouldn't, but it really is a big aspect of, Mm -hmm. yeah, that taking those first steps, like you said, uh, Laura, towards um, when you're a beginner, and it's new, and, you know, changing that narrative, and just being brave and saying like, okay, maybe I just need somebody to like support me for the first like three, four, five times. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, no, I feel um, confident. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's good. Well, one other, one other thing I just wanted to mention really quick too, and and we'll dive more into this and into the challenge with some more detail Mm -hmm. and research. But one thing that I think is really important in this idea of getting older and supporting ourselves uh, in all of the ways is our bones Mm -hmm. and research has gotten very strong and on the, on the point of resistance training with the strength of our bone, our bone density and preventing, not only preventing falls, which is great. Like that's plan A, <laughs> let's just not fall. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're also supporting that longevity and functionality of our freedom of movement and supporting the strength of our bones so that when we do, mm-hmm. it's less likely that they, they break. Mm-hmm. And that's important as we age for sure. Yeah. That's good. How about the process too? Let's say you do have a fall or something. I mean, life just happens, Mm -hmm. right? Um, What does recovery look like when you have already established some type of regular movement, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's yoga or strength training or whatever, some type of movement practice? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I know that we'll also get into this in the challenge too, but one of my messages that I think people get sick of me saying <laughs> is I always say like yoga is the, is the perfect complement to any other move, like modality that you're doing. Do I think it can stand alone and be great? Yeah, I do. But I think if you are doing it alone, it needs to be a nice mix of strength-based yoga with like stretchy mobility-based yoga. Yep. Like mm-hmm. do try to do the push-ups, you know, make your crescent lunges into like dynamic lunges and things mm-hmm. so that you're getting the body weight strengthening aspect. Um, but specifically what I love to, yeah, kind of preach <laughs> to people is, is like how these two things are like the plummet to one another. Um, because you see people that just lift and they just move in these, you know, very singular planes of, of movement. And how yoga helps bring in that ability aspect, moving in all different planes and kind of balancing the strength with the flexibility and the mobility. And so I think that's an awesome benefit as well. If you are listening and you are a very avid yoga practitioner and you are looking to kind of take that next step, I think they're they're kind of meant to be <laughs> together. They're, they're the perfect Agreed. combo. <laughs> yep. For me, what yoga and mindfulness practices have done to enhance the other mm-hmm. is increased my awareness, that inner knowing that Jen loves to remind us of. So that mm-hmm. as we're being really intentional or doing any type of movement, we're being really 
mindful and aware and listening to our bodies so we can get the most out of it. For sure. That's good. So let's just kind of touch on how do we build strength and how much do we, like, how do you decide how much you need? Yeah. Especially if you're just starting out. Yeah. So I can start with that and see what you guys have to add to, but I think it's, it depends again, kind of answer on where you're at and then mm-hmm. into your body and maybe having somebody to consult with. But when you're first starting adding weights, very specifically, if you're in a weight training program and let's say you're doing like three sets of 10 to 12, something like that, one gauge with that to know if you're in that sweet spot for building muscular strength is when you get to those last couple reps, you're working your muscles to fatigue. So you get to like eight, nine, 10 or towards the end and it's hard, but you can do it with integrity. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're that sweet spot for that. Just in an overall feeling of how much is enough just in your life is how do you feel outside of your program? Do you have energy for life? Are you fueling with the right foods? I mean, you know, can you sleep? Um, Those kinds of things. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that's perfect. You know, another way I think of it too is, getting to that place where you still can have, and you use the word integrity, Laura, which is one of my favorite words, uh, integrity, but that quality of the movement. And you were talking about mindfulness, right? Being able to mindfully move through that movement with, there's this intentionality and awareness of what's working, what's moving, what's happening here, uh, instead of trying to reach a number. And that's where we get kind of, and we've all done it, right? You get into the weight room and uh, kind of move and you're like, oh, okay, mm, I'm going to back off on that next time. Or, you know, uh, went a little far uh, this time. And so you just kind of, you start to build that inner knowing, that inner awareness of mm-hmm. what's making you feel confident and strong and you're getting into that place of quality and mindfulness uh, within that training with weight. So, yeah, I think that is really great, Jen. I am curious if you guys want to share any specific practical things like, you know, start with like this amount of your body weight and work up to this and how many, like how many times a week would you suggest starting with and things like that? Oh, well, it depends again. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think a general guideline that you'll see suggested a lot of places is um, like three times a week. Two to three times a week is kind of if, if you're just starting from scratch and you're just beginning, you really have to pay attention to that. Like we talked about, like, how do I feel outside of my exercise? Can I still function? Mm -hmm. And like, how sore am I? And you're going to be probably if you're adding load, I mean, you're going to be a little bit sore, but you shouldn't be so much so that you that you can't still enjoy all the things that you want to do in life, right? And have energy for Mm -hmm. work and family and and all those things. So I guess when I first start working with people, if you're doing like a full body strength training workout twice a week, I think that's probably a good place to start and see if you're finding results. And then you can always add more or, or take away. Time is always a big factor too. 
So don't think that I, if you think, oh, I only have one, let's say I have one hour a week or one hour that I can see myself doing and that's once a week. I mean, go for it. So don't let that be sure. kind of a hindrance to doing anything. But I guess that's my initial answer to that. Yeah. I love that. And that was, I think, one of the really motivators for adding bar fusion and strengthening kind of flows and classes and classes with weights onto the platform is because, you know, I think there are some really fun ways and mostly body weight ways that we can start to build strength and feel that capacity grow in us. And I think that's a perfect place to start because it does give you that idea of how does this feel in my body? What, how does this complement what I'm already doing or what the things that I want to do in my life? I want to go bike riding. I want to, you know, whatever that is. And I, for myself, I have found that works really well for me is higher weight and less time because I don't have an hour at a time and I honestly don't want to spend the hour. So I think that's probably a little bit part of it, like uh, at one time. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do like a 20 minute upper body kind of session. And now that I've been doing it for so long, I feel really equipped to be able to get a super effective workout for my muscles that I'm building and you know, continuing to, or at least maintain, but continuing to build that capacity within my tissues mm -hmm. with just 20 minutes, a couple of times a week. So I like that too. And I'm obviously doing other things, Maggie, exactly like you were talking about. My yoga practice, uh, my mindful movement practice is very strong and incorporates mobility and all of these things. So I think that also is part of that. I'm not just not doing anything those the rest of the week mm -hmm. either. So it's it's finding that kind of nice balance for you and, and what you enjoy, right? What you're going to continue to do and stick with, I think is really important because some people may love it. And an hour mm -hmm. session with their personal trainer is like the ticket for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say my my experience and my personal practice looks very similarly that I try to do like my, I like a good 30 to 40 minutes, specifically like 30 minutes tends to be my sweet spot uh, where I feel like I've really gotten a, still gotten a good workout in, mm -hmm. but it, do it doesn't feel like it's taking up this massive chunk of time mm -hmm. when I feel like I'm really busy. Uh, and there's so many dynamic movements that you can do with strength training that works so many things, you know, like just even like a squat press or something like mm -hmm. squat with like a shoulder press or something. You're like, gosh, you're just working so much. All um, of it. With yeah. Compound simple, movements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The compound movements. Thanks. Yeah. That is, is where you can really be like, doesn't really take too long. Like yeah, yeah mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes, you can really get like a good a good session in that carries over. And I think it leaves me not as sore as well. Right. Um, right. Where I, it's that nice sweet spot for me personally, where I can balance like challenging myself and like toning my muscles and, but still getting like a little, like where I'll wake up and be like, Oh yeah. Like those shoulder presses yeah. got me yesterday, but not like I can't lift my toothbrush to my <laughs> mouth, you know, because I've been in those scenarios before too, where I'm like, I have yeah. to. 
get <laughs> too fresh there. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, so not, I'm not the getting spot. there either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> or like being able to sit down to the toilet, like yep. like suddenly far away because <laughs> my legs are so sore. Agreed. Uh, yeah. That's great. Okay, so for today, let's just end. We we're gonna do a part two of this mm-hmm. where we dig into kind of the, another side of strength. Uh, but let's just end by kind of talking about how does being strong, like physically and your body in your physical body overflow into feeling and being strong emotionally and spiritually that could be honestly a a whole other conversation but let's just (laughs) end with some some general thoughts on that yeah I love it well I I like to kick that kind of topic off with one of my favorite quotes I read it years and years ago and it just made such an impression I think that it's it describes this concept so well. And it's by a physical therapist, Eric Marina. And it's, he's coming from this perspective of how that strength kind of overflows into our life. So here's the quote. When I work against load, I don't just become stronger. I feel stronger. As I feel stronger, I perceive the risk of injury to be lower. If my perception of risk is lower the perceived need for my protective device, which is what we usually experience as pain, is also lower. I am not only becoming physically stronger, I'm becoming psychologically stronger. So I think that's just such a nice uh, entry into this concept. Now there's research to support this biochemically, Mm -hmm. you know, serotonin production, lowering of depression, you know, movement in general is medicine Mm -hmm. for us as humans. But this idea of building this capacity within us, almost like, I mean, I love Laura's story where she was, she had to make this funky move, but she had this feeling of the capacity to do that. And Mm -hmm. that that really translates, I think, into our emotional and our psychological and then our spiritual world as well, right? Because we are this whole body, whole being, everything is interconnected, no separating it at all. Mm-hmm. So just I was just thinking, I always think of that Psalm 139, how we were fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, whenever we make these connections of this is what physically happens in your body, and we can directly correlate that to spiritual, we were made for that. And I love that. Amen. For sure. Amen. Yeah. I was thinking too of just the nervous system reaction, like from what you were just saying, like how intricately woven, like the nervous system response is into what you just described or that quote you just read of like, the more we can support our nervous system to not respond Mm -hmm. in a stress response. Yep. The more mentally and emotionally resilient we become. And I think obviously then spiritually as well. Right. And I think, yeah, that that's, I was just like, that's so intricately woven together, the relationship between those things and that triggering of that protective response, you know, just like, Oh, am I gonna be safe? Am I gonna hurt myself? You know, all of those things. And 
if you can quiet that through a mental capacity for resiliency and strength and, and all of that, then you're going to, yeah, lessen those responses, which is going to lead to less stress, lead to less anxiety, you know, all of those things that happen when we are just constantly like triggering our uh, sympathetic nervous system. So that's that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to dive back into this. We're going to get a little bit deeper into that side of things in our next conversation. We hope that you guys are pumped for this upcoming challenge and excited to yeah dig into what it means to build strength and have a support system, like Laura said a few times, like having support in that where you can ask questions and kind of fine tune form and want to support you all in that and in your your unique journey. And we'll talk about how food and your diet can support all of that as well and supplements and things like that that will support muscular recovery and just resiliency and all of that so very excited and look forward to sharing that with you guys soon and thank you guys so much for joining us 